Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Podcast Manager Show. In this episode, I am chatting with Jen Bays on the benefits of having a podcast and hiring a podcast manager. One of the requests that I got from you guys on Instagram was to interview podcasters on why they start a podcast and why they hire podcast managers. So you can really hear it from them on why they started their podcast and how their podcast manager helps them to put out the show. So Jen is a online business manager for photographers. And she started a podcast back in 2020 to help her build her business. And she started a podcast back in 2020 to help her grow her business, get some more visibility, and really grow her network. In this episode, you're going to hear what role her podcast has played in her business's success and what role her podcast manager has played in that overall success too. All right, I can't wait for you to hear this episode. Let's go chat with Jen. Hey there, I'm Lauren, and you're listening to The Podcast Manager Show, a podcast for podcast managers. Each week, we cover the technical and tactical aspects of running a profitable podcast manager business. With over 90,000 new shows starting each month, podcast managers are in demand. I mean, in demand. And I'm here to help you land your dream clients while reaching your monthly income goals without working like crazy. Are you ready? Let's get to today's episode. Hey, Jen, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thanks so much for having me, Lauren. I'm excited. (laughs) Yes, we are going to be talking about your business as a service provider and how you have used a podcast to you know, grow your business and get into to all those details from the podcaster's perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to share. So I would love first to get us started with you sharing how you got started working online. Yeah, I love this question because it makes a lot of people laugh. <laughs> so I got started because my previous boss did a fantastic job of pissing me off. <laughs> and <laughs> I was on, um, I was on maternity leave at the time. And, you know, it's just one of those things. I'm like, well, you know, I don't really want to work with you anymore. So I Googled work from home jobs, ended up landing on virtual assistant. I took a course while I was on maternity leave, started my business with a four week old baby. <laughs> and, and then it kind of grew wings and took off itself. And I went full time with the virtual assistant business six months later. So yeah, that's how I got started. And, and now I run an online agency that focuses on assisting and supporting photographers. Yes. And of course, I know this, but I'm curious how, or I know that you are, you know, you've been helping photographers for years now. How was it that you landed on that ideal client? I had seen a post a few months before I even knew what a virtual assistant was. Like you Google it and I had no clue that this whole industry world community Mm -hmm. existed. Mm -hmm. And a few months prior, a friend of mine, an acquaintance of mine had posted that she needed help in her photography business. So I ended up reaching out to her. I said, Hey, do you still need help? And she said, yeah, she was my very first client. She was with us for four years. And I just, in working with her and in her business, I just realized that I loved like working in that space. It's very customer service oriented. Mm. It's a very much problem solving in a lot of cases. And those were two things that 
in every single job I had in, you know, corporate career and as a waitress, like those are the two, like my big things for skill set, I guess, was like, mm-hmm. I'm really good at customer service and I can figure shit out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's something that with photographers, they don't necessarily come, they don't start a photography business knowing that it's a business. They want to take pretty photos and spend their time, you know, shooting couples and families and babies and all the things. Mm -hmm. And that's honestly about 20% of running a photography business. And then you have all the other aspects of having a business. So it just ended up being a really good fit for my skill set while still being able to maintain boundaries for me as the business has grown we work with photographers that are like Monday through Friday photographers. They have really great boundaries. They're building businesses that are going to be Mm long-term. And it's just, it's been a really, really natural progression. Yeah. Oh, and that just, I'm sure feels amazing because it's like, this makes sense. You're not having to kind of convince anyone that you're solving a problem. It's like, no, you're, you know, everyone knows that you're solving a problem. Right. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Definitely. So then... You started a podcast as a service provider, and I would love to know what got you interested in podcasting. I was actually really good friends with my podcast manager and her and I were, you know, we just, we've always been very much back and forth on like business ideas and working on things and that sort of thing. And she was like, I really think a podcast would benefit your business, your audience, And I was like, you know what? Let's just do it. I mean, the worst that can happen is that I hate it and I quit. Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) you know, so I got to thinking about it. And initially it was my biggest motivator for putting a podcast together was honestly to increase visibility and to like build my authority in the space. Totally. Because at that point, we were really moving from, or I was moving from a virtual assistant for photographers to really putting the vision in place of wanting to be a company that assists photographers running their business, which was like, felt like two very different things. Mm -hmm. So I felt like the podcast was a good inroad to, you know, talk about things that I, at that point, I was an expert in. I can have other photographers build those relationships, have that networking piece of having a podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's how it it kind of got started. She she convinced me to do it. And we launched uh, March of 2020. <laughs> hey, not a bad time for a podcast. It, it wasn't. I mean... Yeah. Other, other things, not a great time to launch. You know, right. like a, a brick and mortar... Unfortunately, not a great not time so to launch. <laughs> but hey, not a bad time to launch a podcast. Yeah, our launch week was literally the week everything shut down. Wow. And I remember meeting with Kayla and being like, should we do this? Because I don't know if we should do this. And she's yeah. like, no, I think I think right now is the time to do it. She's like, people are going to be home, you know, that kind of thing. So, I mean, it ended up working out working out really well. Yeah. And I was going to say, we have to give Kayla a, a name shout out because I'm sure she'll be listening to this and I adore her as well. So, so yeah, I wanted to touch on why did you choose to hire a podcast manager, but it sounds like it was kind of the opposite 
situation where it was like, you weren't going to start a podcast without a podcast manager. (laughs) There's no way. And anyone who I talk to about doing a podcast, I am very, first of all, I'm very upfront that I have a team that helps me run everything. Mm -hmm. Whether it's my business, my home, like this is no one woman show. It never has been. Like I'm very vocal about having a team. And whenever someone talks to me about having a podcast, you know, should they have a podcast? Why should they do a podcast? I'm very vocal about, I would not have a podcast if it was not for my manager. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now, what role do you take in the podcast? I, I'm, I would say like, I'm the, the, the visionary, semi the strategist. We, her and I have, have really partnered over the last probably 18 months in the strategy aspect of it, mm-hmm. because about a year in maybe a year and a half, has a, it's been two and a half years already, mm-hmm. about a year and a half into podcasting, I was getting really burnt out. We were recording every single week mm-hmm. and I was just reaching a point where I was like, Can, could we not? <laughs> <laughs> could we just not? And in in talking with Kayla, we ended up coming to a schedule that works so much better for me. And that is where her and I have decided like we really thrive. Like I can come up with topics. I can see where I want the podcast to go and kind of see what I need in like for me personally in order for the podcast to do well. Mm -hmm. And she kind of, I like verbal vomit over to her. Like this is everything going on help. (laughs) And she takes my messy, disgusting ball of yarn and turns it into this beautiful sweater that I'd like presenting to the world. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure just that's like music to my podcast manager ears. So I'm sure that's how she feels as well is like, if you know, when you talk to and you know, this as a service provider, it's like, as a service provider, we want to solve problems for our clients. So like, if your problem is I'm feeling burnout, great, let's figure out a solution rather than just literally just burning yourself out to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Or burning everything else down to the ground. Right. Right. That's what happened. (laughs) Because like, like I was at the point, I was like, just burn to the ground. Oh, no, no, no. Take a breath. Let's, let's think through this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so normal, especially that time frame is so normal to, to feel that way. So then are you guys doing like seasons now or is it still weekly? We move to seasons. So we do like an eight week season and then we take four weeks off and it allows me some breathing room. Um, I've also gotten a lot better about scheduling in I'm better about like blocking longer times Mm. for recordings and interviews and that kind of thing. Cause before it was like, I was recording and then it was going out and I was recording and it was going out and it was a very, it was, it was too much for everybody. I mean, there, there is a really hard to keep on top of things. Right. Cause it's like, you can't take a week off because you're literally releasing every week. But if you record two things in a week, if if you record twice a week for, you know, a little, for a hot minute, then you're all of a sudden you've got this bulk amount of stuff sitting there for you to use. Yeah. And so it's yeah, I've kind of over the years, I don't find that that many people actually like batch record as in like, record six episodes in one day. But instead, it's like batching in a in a time frame, so that they can sit back and not have to think about it for a little while. Yeah, I, I can normally if I'm like batch recording air quotes for those who aren't looking at me. 
um, if I'm batch recording in a day, I can normally knock out two max and then Mm -hmm. my brain's kind of done. Like I'm very much a person that if you give me a solid three to four hour window, I can knock out that task in that time. But one of two things can happen. Either I go into the day and I don't want to do that task. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so then I like force myself, okay, I'll get one episode or two episodes or, you know, you get distracted. I'm still a service provider at the end of the day. So there's other things that can take me away from it, mm-hmm. but that's, what's worked really well for me is taking one month, recording about two episodes a week, whether that's in one day or two. And, mm-hmm. and then that pretty much wraps me for, for two months, which is phenomenal. Yeah. And that's such a cool example of seasons. I, I get a lot of questions about seasons. People are like, how do you do a season? Tell me how to do a season. And there is no rules when it comes to seasons and podcasting. Right. You can do whatever. Now, of course, like, do you want to like put out content for a month and then take six months off? That's not a super great pattern. Right. But I still say anything goes for people, especially if you've got great content, people will come back. Right. Yeah. So I thank you for sharing that example because I'm sure people will will love to hear that. Yeah. Now, what do you enjoy most about podcasting? Oh gosh. I would say the networking slash like building relations aspect of the of podcasting. I didn't go into podcasting understanding how involved like not involved, but like how interconnected, I guess, everything is. Like you kind of you just you start with like a foundation of connections. And then through the podcast, you meet like this person and this person introduces you to this person. And mm-hmm. it ends up being this really, really cool relationship building opportunity when you're having a podcast. And when I came into it, that was not an aspect of it that I was expecting. And that's probably been one of my favorite parts of having a podcast is meeting new people and really making friends, connections. We've had clients come, you know, from being guests on the podcast. Mm. So it's, I don't know, just network and and building relationships has been probably my favorite part. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Hey there, I wanted to interrupt this episode with a quick message for you. If you are listening to this show, then you are either wanting to become a podcast manager or currently a podcast manager. And I wanted to invite you to my free masterclass where I show you how to become a profitable podcast manager without working more than 20 hours per week. So in this masterclass, I break down what it would look like for you to be making three to 5K per month working as a podcast manager without working more than 20 hours a week. Not only do I break that down, but I also talk about the three myths that I used to believe that was keeping me away from being a profitable podcast manager and that you might be believing as well. That and I share all the details about my podcast manager program. So if you're interested in learning more, learning the three myths that might be keeping you away from becoming a profitable podcast manager, or you just want to see what does it take to be a profitable podcast manager, then grab a seat to my masterclass. I would love to see you there. Just head to laurenwrighton.com forward slash masterclass and it'll show the next available time. Okay, awesome. That is it. Go sign up for the masterclass. I cannot wait to see you there. Let's get back to the episode. One thing, kind of what you're you're saying, that's what I'm hearing at least is like 
when you meet people, you have somewhere to take them. Like, oh, I, I'd love to talk more about this. And I, this would be great for my podcast. And you have a place to like talk to them more. Of course, you can always do like a coffee chat. But when you have a podcast, it's like you have just like this thing that you're doing each week or, or whatever the schedule is, but you're doing consistently that you can have like longer conversations and connect with people and kind of share value back and forth. Yeah, absolutely. I actually... I work at our local Starbucks normally for a couple of hours in the mornings just because I need to be out of my office. Yeah. And there was a woman that I've met there and her and I get chatting and everything. She's a fitness, an online like fitness coach, Mm -hmm. runs her own business. Like it's not an MLM. (laughs) Like She's a legit coach. And I told her, I was like, oh my goodness, we are doing a fitness season in January. That's going to be our next, our next season. I was, you know, fitness, wellness, self-care, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you should come on to the podcast. I mean, she's, she has nothing to do with photography, nothing to do with like really our, our online space as much, but it was just like this light bulb moment. I'm sitting in Starbucks. I'm like, oh my gosh, I should totally have her on the podcast. Like she would be such a great fit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, I don't know. It's just a really cool way to to meet people, get to know them better while really sharing their value to an audience that otherwise would probably never meet her. Right. And sometimes, most of the time, actually, those guests are the best guests. And mm-hmm. you, you, you're you like, oh, I wish that they were... Sometimes you're like, I wish they were more connected with what we do because right. people want them. It, like, oh, how can I work with you? How can I... And I'm sure she probably actually has that. But sometimes like the best guests, like they don't even have a business. <laughs> right. Like, you need to start a business now because people want to... People are going to want to work with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, what do your clients think about your show? Or what kind of feedback have you gotten from clients about your podcast? That's a funny question. I haven't... I've had some very positive feedback on specific episodes. Um, I don't... We don't have a lot of clients that I... I think that listen to the podcast regularly. Mm -hmm. That's probably my fault. I don't do a great job marketing it (laughs) until very recently, Mm -hmm. which Kayla will rake me over the coals for or (laughs) does rather. But the best feedback I've gotten from clients is normally they're pointing referrals to the podcast. Mm -hmm. Like, it's one thing to say like, hey, we work with Jen or hey, we work with Jen's team or success beyond the lens or whatever. It's one thing to say that and another to be like, if you have questions and you're looking for a virtual assistant or you're looking for whatever, she has this podcast, you can check it. And we have, of course, all the topics that we offer as a service on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the biggest connector. Yeah, that makes sense. So then, yeah, if they have other photography friends, they're not like, hey, go it's like kind of like a soft sell. It's like the photographer is saying, hey, I use Jen, but you don't necessarily need to like go and just reach out to her to hire her. If that's like too much, you can just listen to her podcast. Then then that lead, that friend can get a feel for who you are. And like, yeah. you know, you build authority, like you said, through the show. And then if it's a good fit, then they reach out to you. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a good indicator of my personality too, because... I'm the same on the podcast as I am like in a consultation call or on Instagram. Like there's not a whole lot different. (laughs) You're getting the same person everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so then they're like, oh, this isn't, I'm sure one thing it's like, oh, this isn't like working with some stuffy business. This is like 
collaborating with someone who's also creative, but a little more organized than I am or whatever. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We we kind of touched on this, but I would love to know what what still feels like hard when it comes to podcasting. Oh my gosh. Can I say all of it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's just, there's times that all of it feels really hard. My biggest challenge in having the podcast, two things, marketing consistently, mm-hmm. which we have looped in one of the, one of my other team members on, she does like the graphics and now she sends the email to guests like, Hey, your mm-hmm. episode came out type of thing. Yeah. Cause I was terrible so bad about that and since we looped her in the last season or two seasons that's been a huge help uh but it still takes me actually marketing it (laughs) so that's challenge number one challenge number two is getting guests to come on the podcast I don't have my podcast is very niche like Mm -hmm. we talk business management and marketing for photographers can service providers listen to it absolutely there's nuggets in there for all kinds of service providers but our target audience is photographers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, again, we're a really niche podcast. So I feel like there's times that I struggle connecting with the right guests. Mm-hmm. Or if I if I connect with who I would really love to have on the podcast, we're not quite big enough that they actually want to come on. Mm-hmm. So those, would two, those, were, those are my two biggest challenges. Uh, so guests... You know, having a good, solid, like, guest list to pull from or guests to schedule with for upcoming seasons and then marketing consistently. Yeah. But I'm sure if I did better marketing, my podcast would get bigger and <laughs> easier to get guests. So, you know. <laughs> yes. And not, I mean, marketing is is so that thing. Because everything yes. else, like, you can get into a really good rhythm. But marketing is is really always changing, especially if we're talking about social media marketing. It's not really like set it and forget it. It's like, no, set it. And then it's going to be changed the next day. Right. (laughs) If we know anything about Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. Now, and and about the guests, I really relate to that. Since my show is for podcast managers, I get many, many, many pitches thinking, those people thinking that I talk to podcasters. And I'm talking to you right now as a podcaster, but it's rare that, that I would be well, I, I, yeah, my audience is not podcasters. So I totally feel you there with the, if you're niched and people don't always see it. Right. They don't always get it. Exactly what you do. You're right. like, yeah, we're not. Yeah. So totally feel you there. Now, I would love to know like where your business is going and growing in the next six months and like what, like where the podcast kind of plays a role in that. Yeah, definitely. So for the next six months, we are focusing on growing the marketing side of the business Mm. and then my coaching side of the business. So I just added consulting slash coaching to my services. I personally, like me as the person on the team, I'm moving away from working with like day-to-day one-on-one clients. As the team has grown, I really need to like move into that support role. So... I'm moving to coaching and and then we're growing the marketing side of the business. It's grown so much over the last year. So I want to take some focused time and see how much more we can grow it. We have some really awesome team members that are fantastic at social market, um, social media marketing and strategy. So that's where my focus is. And then I wouldn't say a focus, but a goal 
is to have a speaking engagement or to next year. So I'm really wanting to utilize the podcast in, like I already talked about, like really making networking connections to kind mm-hmm. of meet those goals and grow the business in that way and continue building authority and do, I feel like in 2023, I really want to focus on doing things exceptionally well in from like the end of 2020 through 2021 is very foundational for the agency. Mm-hmm. We were kind of figuring out the framework, who we are, what are we doing? Who are we serving? 2022 has been all about growth and figuring out where the gaps are in the business and how to fix them. Mm-hmm. And now as I, now that the gaps are really starting to become fixed and the team was working so well, mm-hmm. you know, our systems are, are, much improved now looking at 2023 and like okay like this is the year that we build on to success beyond the lens and where that's going so I'm really excited for doing things exceptionally well now that the framework now that the foundation is there now it's a matter of like doing it like experts, experts would do it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, now we've got it all. I was going to say, we've got it all figured out. Obviously not, not, <laughs> we don't, we don't want to say that, but, no. you, but you've really built it. Like you said, right. you, you built it and then you built it a little bigger and everything is kind of like, okay, now we can go and we right. can do it exceptionally well. Yeah. That makes me so excited for you because I think just getting into that, that mind spot of, of like, okay, we're going to do things really well. It's just like very empowering. I'm excited. I feel, you know, it's kind of like you build a car, like, you know, first year you're like, your tires are kind of getting on and like, you're figuring out where your traction's at. Mm-hmm. And then you put the frame in and your chassis and you're like, okay, now I have a car. Now where do I want it to go? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's, that's what 2023 is going to be about. Yeah. Uh, that's really exciting. Jen, this has been so good. I just, it's so fun to hear from your perspective of just like, how the podcast has played a role and and just confirming things that I hear often, but then just hearing it from from you has been really interesting. So where can the listeners connect with you after the show? Absolutely. I hang out on Instagram the most at Success Beyond the Lens. That is the business Instagram. That's where I hang out a lot of the times. I'm building up the personal brand. Uh, over again, 2023, big focus is building things up. So you can find me at Jen with two N's dot A's. So that's getting there. We'll see. But those yeah. are the two places I hang out on most is, is Instagram at both those handles. Awesome. Well, we will link that in the show notes. We're also going to link your podcast so people can check that out. And uh, yeah, I just want to say thanks so much for being on the show today. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for having me. It was fun. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Come connect with me over on Instagram at Lauren Wrighton or in the Podcast Manager Mastermind Facebook group. And let me know what you liked about this episode. I love, love, love hearing your guys' feedback and what is resonating with you. You can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show over at laurenwrighton.com. Special thanks to my amazing podcast manager, Marcy Page, on producing this episode. All right, that's it. Until next time, I'll be cheering you on.